Welcome to a Durban Christian Centre South message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus, and help build your relationship with our Lord Jesus. With you, we agree that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Here is Dr. Johnny Krobler with the Word from God just for you. I've entitled my message this morning, Strong Marriage. It is, you know, especially today, bringing our children before the Lord, we must remember that marriage is the foundation that God builds a nation on. It's the foundation God builds a whole family on. It's the foundation He builds your children on. The greatest gift you can give to your children is to have a solid marriage. Can I hear an amen? A wise man once said, I want a marriage more beautiful than my wedding. Hallelujah. Marriage is the deepest covenant that we have on this earth. It's the closest thing of the revelation of things the way they are in heaven, on earth. God has determined that marriage should be a demonstration of the sacred union of Jesus and his bride, the church. Somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, thank you that my marriage is holy. It is for your glory in Jesus' name. That's why God watches over marriage. That's why God is jealous for marriage. That is why God will prosper those in marriage. Marriage is our very deepest covenant. It's deeper than friendship. It is greater than a contract. And it is more enduring than a romance. Marriage is designed to be a beautiful experience of love and deep companionship, of understanding and support, faithfulness and commitment. Marriage is a place where God designed that a couple can achieve great success. For one shall chase a thousand and two shall chase ten thousand. Hallelujah. A great relationship, listen to me, does not happen because of the love that you had in the beginning. A great relationship is about how well you continue to build on that love. You should almost always put your partner first. Almost. You say, Pastor Johnny, almost? I thought I must always put my partner first. No, there's three times you must not put your partner first. He said, what are those? Well, be the first to apologize, then you'll be the bravest. If you're the first to forgive, you're the strongest. And if you're the first to forget, you're the happiest. Amen. Hallelujah. A good marriage does not just happen. I've learned that. A good marriage is not built by just following your emotions and saying what you want to say. A good marriage is built daily by love, commitment, humility, compassion. 
and kindness. The covenant of love deepens and matures. How many of you love God more now than you ever did before? Amen. Once my wife asked me, Johnny, do you still love me like you did when the day we got married? I said, no, God forbid. I love you much more. Amen. Ephesians 5.31 says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and his church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Always honor God in your marriage. Because marriage is a covenant, a threefold covenant between God, a woman, and a man. God is part of my marriage so that I can fulfill His walk, His will, and His blessing in my life. God is part of my marriage so that my children are blessed and protected and set on the right path in life. Never build your marriage outside of the church. A picnic on Sunday is not more important than the fellowship of the saints. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Parents, thank you for your enthusiasm. I said thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. Building your life on the rock of obedience to God is the most solid thing you can do and sets a future of success. When we serve God together, we establish His purpose. When we serve God together, we learn to forgive one another. Oh, I've had Sundays where my wife and I woke up on opposite sides of the bed. I don't know why, but by the time I get to church, I better have been forgiven. Amen. You can't be the pastor and try and stand up with stories going on. Amen. Hallelujah. The church is a place, saints, where our hearts are continually softened. And we are washed by the word of God and reminded of his divine principles. We learn to love the way that God loves. The way God loves is supernatural. A happy man marries the girl he loves. A happier man loves the girl he married. Hallelujah. Remember marriage, dearly beloved, those of you watching my live stream and YouTube, you and Wentworth and Finland, remember that marriage is holy. It is precious to God. It's ordained by God and carries His blessing. Those who break marriage are enemy to God. Never break people's marriage. You say, Pastor, I don't know what to tell people. Tell them not to be divorced. 
Divorce brings poverty. Divorce brings terrible hurt. I want you to know today that living together is called fornication. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 9 says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals or sodomites, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of heaven. I want you to hear me very clearly today that living together is the sin of fornication. It's a relationship under the curse of disobedience. It displeases God. And it undermines the moral fiber of our society. We cannot live with broken down walls and wonder how the enemy came in. I want you to say with me today, marriage is holy. The Bible says that adulterers will not inherit the kingdom. Adultery is to have a relationship with a married man or woman. We live in a society that has lost its reverence and respect for marriage. But the Bible shows us that adulterers are fools and their footsteps have been set on the pathway to hell. Jesus said adulterers will not inherit the kingdom. Do not believe Hollywood. In real life, you jump in bed. When people have jumps in bed, you come away with an STD. In real life, you jump in bed with somebody, they get pregnant. In real life, you commit adultery, you displease God. I want to say to you, rather believe this holy Bible than Hollywood. Believe this Bible and repent. Believe this Bible and deliver your soul like a bird delivers itself from a snare. And be separate and holy. Hallelujah. When adulterer transgresses into a marriage, he becomes an enemy of God himself. I've often wondered how it is that even Christians can think it's okay to have an adulterous relationship with a married man or a married woman. I used to wonder about that. Until I read in the Bible that God hands the sexually immoral over to strong delusions. Where they actually think they're doing the person a favor. 
the very person that you are telling me you love, if that person dies while you're in an adulterous or fornicating relationship with them, you have sent them to hell. Thank you for your enthusiasm. We, listen, when Jesus comes back, he's going to separate the goats from the sheep. He's going to say to those who know him, come into the joy of the Lord. And to the others, he will say, depart from me. Oh, God, help us, I pray. And I said, Lord, don't let it be that when you come back, Jesus, I see half my church being told to depart. No, friend, listen. A great spirit of the end time age is sexual immorality. The spirit of the end time is lawlessness. Where people don't want to hear that. They want to go to a, a place where their ears get tickled and they've been told, no, it's okay. It's all right. When Jesus comes back, he's not coming with okay and all right. He's coming back as the righteous judge of the living and the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Protect yourself. From the power of delusion. By never being a counselor to the opposite sex. Because that person is hurt. And you start counseling them. And the next moment something happens that you never, try, you never expected. It's like a fish. I have to deceive a fish to get it onto that hook. But once he's hooked, he's cooked. Come on, tell your neighbor, be careful you don't get hooked and cooked. Amen. Hallelujah. Dearly beloved, realize today that the covenant of marriage is holy. It's blessed of the Lord. It attracts His presence. Jesus said in John 14, 21, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is He who loves me. And He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love Him and manifest myself to Him. A marriage is a place where God loves manifesting His presence, His blessing. Hallelujah. A couple in a marriage covenant are designed by God to live like Adam and Eve in a garden that God has prepared for them where he comes in the cool of the day and fellowships with them and builds their lives. Somebody say amen. Let me read to you what happens in homes where the blessing abides. Psalm 128 verse 1 says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Verse 2. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. 
Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. Today I release the blessing of God over your marriage. In a time when the world, television, media, everything is designed to to undermine a marriage and bring a curse, I release the blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We declare the blessing on the husband, the blessing on a wife, the blessing on your children, the blessing on your children's children, on all that you have. May you be fruitful and multiply. You are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. You're the one through whom God is going to touch many marriages and make people all somebody say amen. For a happy home, I want to close with this. For a happy home, never allow competition for your love in your home. Competition is, does not bring a happy home. A happy home requires unity and harmony. A happy home requires you and I bringing our best for the benefit of others. King Saul made a big mistake of competing with those who God gave him to be a to bring success to him. So many people are threatened by their spouse's success or strength. But I want to tell you, if you're big enough, your partner can be strong enough. Somebody say amen. In 1 Samuel 18 verse 5, it says, So David went out wherever Saul sent him, and he behaved wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And now it happened, as they were coming home, when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistines, that the woman came out from all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. And the woman sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And then Saul, instead of being happy, became very angry. And the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed only thousands. Now, What more can he have but the kingdom? And so Saul eyed David from that day forward. God had chosen Saul and made him king. And then God gave Saul a great general. Somebody that was great in an area where Saul wasn't great. A general. A warrior. To help Saul establish the kingdom of Israel. But Saul's insecurity cost him a great ally and a great general 
Instead of appreciating David and embracing him, Saul was intimidated. If Saul embraced the strength and talent and greatness of David, let me ask you today, how great would the kingdom of Israel not have been? The Bible says that David played the harp for Saul. In other words, he brought music and harmony and blessing into Saul's life. But when Saul started to see David as competition, he turned on him. He cut him off because Saul could not bear successful people around him and his life turned sour. But when Saul drove David out, hear me today, the music stopped. If you will not allow your partner to be who God called them to be, the music stops. You see, jealousy and competition with those that God placed in your life robs you of the blessing. It undermines your success and the purpose of God because no man is an island. No man can do it alone. When I first got married, I thought, I can do this thing and she's along for the ride. But I learned very soon that God put my wife there to be a helpmeet, to be one comparable with me, to be the one standing on my side that to, together we can achieve great success. Two are better than one. And we joined in covenant and my wife and I were standing the other day and we're just thanking God for a beautiful house on the beach. And I said to her, thank you for what you brought into my life. Without you, could have never done it. And she said, no, thank you. Because without you, I could have never done it. Two together can build great success. Somebody say amen. Today, I want you to celebrate your spouse. Take time to see and embrace your spouse's strengths. Acknowledge their unique talents and gifts in your family. Listen, saints, we must learn to embrace those that God placed in our lives. If you can have only small people in your life, you are small. Can I say it again? If you can have only weak people in your life, you are weak. Some people must have a small fish pond to feel big. But may God release you into the ocean of greatness. That you stand in the strength and the capacity and the power that He's given you. And you can embrace those who are strong and lift them up next to you. You see, God doesn't measure your success by how many people you beat. He measures your success by how many people you raise. Amen. What happens when you recognize and embrace your partner's gifting? Number one, you'll have harmony and bring fulfillment to your family. Your chances of success multiplies exponentially. There's a story of an airplane 
and, a, and its engine that were arguing who's the greatest. And so the engine and the airplane parted. And from that day, not one of them could fly. As we come together, you and I need to realize that marriage is God, a husband, and a wife. You need your left hand and your right hand. You need your left leg and your right leg. You need your brain and your wife's brain. Come on. It takes everything we got to fulfill God's purpose. Somebody say amen. Saints, watch over your marriage. It is your greatest opportunity of success that God has given you. Because the authority and blessing that each one carries lifts a couple into a new dimension. What will happen, Finland's? When you build strong in your marriage, what will happen, Wentworth, in the bluff? When you build strong in your marriage, your children will grow up balanced. Your children will never commit the sin of judging their father or their mother. Children will be secure and they'll be established and find God's vision for their lives. Somebody say hallelujah. God will command His blessing on that unity. And your business shall succeed. There's no greater partner in life than your spouse. Hallelujah. Never allow secrets between you and your wife. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Never allow secrets. I'm telling you, church, forget it. If you come and tell me, Pastor John, I want to tell you something, but don't tell your wife. I said, don't tell me. They said, no, but I need to tell you. Then I said, oh, well, then you must know that you're talking to my wife. Don't allow the enemy to bring division. There's no secret between a husband and a wife. And by the way, your salary check is not a secret either. Hello? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. My wife likes this one. When I go out and do a business deal and I come home with a check, I come home as a conqueror. I did the deal. I made the profit. And I'm a conqueror and she rejoices. But then I give her the check and she's more than a conqueror. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen. A husband and wife standing in covenant and holiness with God is the end time hope of the church. Saints, in this time when the world is being caught up with immorality, fornication, adultery, all kinds of sexual perversions, we are the hope of the world. In a time when the world is caught up with unforgiveness and bitterness and competition, we build a marriage of love and understanding. Finally, I want to say to you today, 
if you want to have a great marriage, there must be room for two champions in the house. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and say, we got two champions in this house. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and say, I got two champions in my house. Hallelujah. I help my wife be the best she can be. She helps me be the best I can be. Hallelujah. And when the one is feeling weak, the other one pulls them up. Amen. I want to tell these people, Pat, when I start feeling sorry for myself, I'm going to tell on you today publicly. When I'm feeling sorry for myself and I feel like giving up, she doesn't say, oh, shame. She says, hey, get up, you. Stand up. What's wrong with you? Confess your faith. Amen. Take up your armor. Take up your shield. Be the man God called you to be. Hallelujah. We strengthen one another in our most holy faith. And we build one another up. I want to say today, success comes by the acknowledgement of every good thing that God has placed in your life. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Today, Father, we acknowledge every good thing you placed in our lives. Today, Lord, reveal to every man and every woman the strength of our partner. Lord, let our eyes be filled with love and admiration and our hearts be set on the good that each one does. Thank you now for your blessing on every marriage. I bless every household of Durban Christian Center. I bless every household of the saints of the living God. And Father, we thank you today for the bond of unity, for the rope, Father, that binds families together. And I decree in Jesus' name, it shall not be broken. The destroyer will not flourish. And Father, the house of the righteous shall be blessed in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I want you to point at your partner and tell him, you're the best thing that ever happened in my life. Oh, come on. Look back at your partner and say, tell him, you can thank God that I'm in your life. <laughs> People like that. <laughs> come on, you and Wentworth. Turn to your partner and say, you can thank God I'm in your life. <laughs> Finland's. Come on, tell your partner there. You can thank God I'm in your life. <laughs> Amen, Bluff, you hear that? Those of you watching my live stream on YouTube, today in the mighty name of Jesus, we bless your marriage. I thank you, Father, that you restore the first love, that you strengthen these marriages, that every weapon the enemy used against these marriages today, I bind you, devil. I expose your works. We curse your assignments. We reverse it in Jesus' name. And Lord, we command the blessing in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I said, Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Now remember, dearly beloved, next week, we're not starting at 9 o'clock. We're starting at 8.30. 
We're starting at 8.30 from next week to help us with the weather and to help the cameraman catch me. You're sitting in your cars with the air conditioners on. I've been standing in the sun every day when I preach. I said to my wife, Pat, you must remind me next week to be suntan lotion. Amen. Because by the time I leave church, I'm on fire. <laughs> Amen. And uh, listen, dearly beloved, bring your umbrellas, bring your hats. And uh, we prepared a ministry area. You're welcome to come sit. And uh, by the way, you're welcome to come sit here every Sunday in the shadow in the shade. Amen. Uh, you don't have to only do it on these days, but uh, you're welcome to sit in the shade. There's a lot of shade out here, and there's even shade on that side. And uh, I know that you're going to have a tremendously blessed time. Saints, we love you. We bless you. Remember, did you enjoy our midweek service this week? Amen. Uh, we had Brother Danny and Vasantha and Morris and Daisy and Pastor Shane and Maurice, and they spoke on uh, faith in prayer. Amen. The prayer of faith. And so join us again this week. Saints, I love you. I bless you. In Jesus' name, God love you. Amen. God bless you. I've got one more thing to say. Sunday was great, but Monday is better. We trust that you were blessed by today's podcast and that you were inspired to be more like Jesus. If you seek after Him, you shall surely find Him. If you would like more information about Devon Christian Centre South and our various ministries, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit our website, www.durbanchristiancentre.co.za.